Hey everyone, and welcome back to another weekly catch-up podcast. It is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. We're a day early and a dollar short, but I am your host, Carson Gibbons. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. Mr. B-Rad, thanks for making it. Of course. A day early. I was tickled to death that you were available today. I'm so glad that you could do it today, to be honest. Yeah? You got a big week? Yeah, it's a crazy one up at work. Well, we'll catch up on that and uh, a bunch more. A lot of stuff has happened in the world in the last week or so. Yeah. I can't wait for you to fill me in. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, on that note, are you ready to get after it? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. So busy week, huh? Busy, busy. What's going on at work? Well, tomorrow we begin our basketball tryouts. And this year I am the assistant coach for the varsity team. And so I'll actually need to be up at the school to do that. So I was actually going to call you after I got off work today, but you hit me up first. Oh, you were actually going to propose this? Yes, sir. Oh, I feel like I've tried this on you several different occasions and just grew to think that you had some sort of standing conflict because I think I texted you today and was like, are you off chance available today on a Tuesday? It just feels like from my perspective, um, by the time it's Wednesday, like it's heated up, you know, like that race between Tuesday and Friday in my world is pretty significant. It's kind of this like backwards scheduled week where like, you're supposed to ramp down and really chill on the weekends. And sometimes I feel like we're just hitting our stride by Friday. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that energy is still kind of like dying out throughout the weekend, you know, typically at least one day and then it's like right back to it, but then you're sluggish. So trying to optimize energy for, you know, the, the moments that really count. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Typically on Tuesday, Thursdays, like if sports are going on, then I'm helping out with that. Um, we're still in the middle of our soccer season, but, um, this week we don't have any games. We're going to the playoffs next week. Um, so it just so happened that I'm free. Um, but yeah, any, any time that I'm actually available on Tuesdays, I'm down. It's just like once sports start, uh, it's pretty difficult for me, but like during the summer and everything easy. Yeah. I just had meetings. I had meetings starting at 5 p.m. tomorrow. So I was like, let's do <laughs> let's do our weekly catch up on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know what they say? Club going up on a Tuesday on a Tuesday mm. as are we. So what's been going on? Um, just uh, I mean, teaching, I guess I'm getting back into the rhythm of you being at the schoolhouse and on this weekly cadence and like as extracurriculars and, you know, all of that kind of kick in. You know, going back to school is still kind of new, right? It's like you only been back for like a month, right? Um, since mid August. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so we, time marches on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're almost at Thanksgiving break, buddy. <laughs> I swear, man. I try to use this thing as like a tent pole of the week to remind me of time, and 
I think that it's something to do with being in a startup. We were on a team meeting the other day and discussing something on like a Thursday as though it were ancient history and like, oh my goodness, we must have dropped the ball. Like, you know, when was that? And we were thinking like weeks, right? Or a month. It was Tuesday of that week. And like three of us in unison kind of had this like bonding moment where we were like, wow, we are in a time warp right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like with, you know, a lot of people are working from home now and um, I still have some kids that are doing like the distance education and um, I, I feel like that's kind of thrown us off our calendar. Yeah, just about everything has. We have a new NBA champ this week. I was like, yeah, it didn't feel like as big a news uh, this go round. Like, isn't it kind of like a, a win with an asterisk or something like that? I mean, bubble? you can say that, but at the same time, I feel like it's been really hard on the NBA players because they've been playing uh, games more rapidly. Like their schedules have been more crazy since they've been in the bubble and they've been playing like game after game. Um, and there, it wasn't as spaced out uh, this playoff series as it typically is. So it's more grueling on the body. But at the same time, you know, you did have players that opted out and not playing this this season. So um, who were yeah. the who were the notables there? Do you have a couple? Uh, don't get me lying, man. Okay. I, I typically just, I, I watched the Mavs until they were out and all the Mavs players that I look forward to watching were in. So um, I didn't really take into account, but uh, LeBron clinched another ring. Is that number four? Um, maybe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yes, it, it is. is. It is 100%. Two with Heat, one with Cavs, one with Lakers. Yeah. Is he the first person to be three-time NBA Finals MVP with three different organizations? Oh, is that a, that's a good question. I think he is, or he's among, I don't know if there's another, Yeah, you can tell that I just skim like some of the sports headlines, <laughs> right. like the sports world was just crazy this last week. Oh, Cause man, don't break my heart. Well, it's actually a funny story. Like, um, I just have been off my sports game here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to play golf this weekend, which was walk six and a half miles Saturday, got those steps in, broke a sweat, met some really awesome dudes. Like we had a great round. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a lot of fun. I was really glad to be out there and pretty good weather. Although it seems like it's heated back up this last week. Like we had fall weather. I, I know that it's kind of breaking again right now mm-hmm. as we speak, but, um, the last, you know, five or six days prior to that, you know, we were back up to like the 92 degree. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? And it was like swampy. And anyway, um, no, I know what you're groaning about when I reference sports over the yeah. last week. So I was on Do Not Disturb having like a casual Sunday uh, watching other things. Um, I watched a little F1. Uh, I've been watching Narcos on Netflix. Oh, nice. So I just kind of like did not tune into the Shriners. I didn't really watch the Cowboys game. Like I flipped past it. And when they were down 14 or 17 to three, 17 to three, I was just like, I'd seen, I think I'd gone and gotten food as it was playing. I didn't even pause it. You know, I just, I haven't cared as much this season because I didn't watch the first several games. So I've been less invested. Um, so you didn't miss much. I guess the next morning I checked my phone and I have texts from both my mom and my dad saying like, did you watch the Cowboys game? Did you finish the Cowboys game? Because sometimes they'll text me like, are you live with yeah. whatever? Because they know I like to watch it on delay. 
and don't want to do spoiler alerts. And I'm thinking like, boy, what happened with the Cowboys game? Yeah. So then I just Google it. And you're like, oh, they won. No, okay. I didn't. I actually, for a day, I didn't realize. And I Googled the Dallas Cowboys a day later. I think I plugged it into Twitter and saw that Dak was like trending. And then I watched the video and I was like, oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, it wasn't until shiver. a day later that I was like, we won that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, we called in Andy Dalton and we won. Yeah. As Alec refers to him as the Red Rocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is. I heard we're going to get another one from I think it's Cleveland. OK, we're going to sign another quarterback. But yeah, dude, I watched that and. I mean, it, it's so in keeping with our year, yeah. um, with our lives as young Dallas Cowboys fans. I hate, I, I really have a lot of like personal affection and respect for Dak. I think he's like a quality dude. Yep. And to see him just crying was like heartbreaking, yeah. man. And I, I didn't even know. I'm like, is this from the pain or from like going out of the game? Right. I mean, like he knew his season was over. Um, yeah, man, uh, tough, tough. I mean, you can say what you want about the Cowboys, and I've even made my fair share of jokes, but I don't think any of us would really has ever really like hated on Dak because I mean, you look at his stats and they're incredible. Um, it's really been our defense has been lacking this year and this season, um, and so and for it to be an injury where he's putting himself out there uh, and you know rushing for the first down. Um, you know, he put it all on the line for the team. So, well, and it was just unfortunate. Like it wasn't necessarily a, a dirty blow, mm -hmm. dirty tackle. It, it was just one of those things. Yeah. Um, my dad literally like reckoned it back to Joe Theismann and like mm -hmm. that, that gory incident. Cause it was hard to watch. Like anytime you just see some, an appendage, it's like kind of go into jello mode, facing away. It's not supposed to face. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. It's straight. Sends a shiver up my spine. Yep. That's horrific. Yeah. Um, but he did have surgery that night and they tweeted out that it was successful and they're looking at him being out for like the next six to eight months. But everybody's really confident that he'll be ready to go and geared up for the next season. So that's something. Well, what happens with his contract now? Because he got franchised this year, so he'll make a pretty penny. Yeah. But he's done. Um, you know, the rumors are that they, you know, they want Dak and that they're going to pay him. How, how much that will be, who knows? Is he going to get screwed because of this injury? Uh, it's likely. Um, but as far as Jerry Jones' words as of, you know, a couple days after the injury, he's saying that they're going to take care of Dak and that um, he is still, like, the leader of the team and all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that works. I, I don't know if he'll get screwed, um, as you were saying, or if it's, just an immediate dock of pay. Right. Like, I feel like this is going to have financial ramifications in the negative for him at some point. Like, yeah. And I don't know. You could argue like is, is throwing 500 yards for three or four games to start the season um, and not really winning. Is that, it, you know, is it more beneficial to do that and go out on a high note and then have the indecision of the next 12, you know, 10, 11, mm -hmm. 12 games and then try to renegotiate the contract or negotiate the new one? Or is it better to have like a lackluster season, but you were consistent? Like, I mean, in my opinion, I would take the lackluster season just because I don't like, I don't attribute our losses to Dak. Um, 
I, I think, you know, his receptions spoke for themselves. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I he's a he's a great quarterback so I, I think he deserves some money um i wish they could have had a i wish they had come to an agreement as far as his contract sooner and that he didn't have to get the franchise um because now this probably will affect him well but i mean what if it freezes up to have more cap space to do whatever you know awesome because we need a new <laughs> we need some we need new everything yeah. like what's going on with mccarthy i guess we're two and three in like the worst division in the world and yeah. don't catch me we're, lying because we're gonna know. make the playoffs in a, with like a losing record bro I, 2020 like except for golf everybody makes the playoffs yeah. like it i don't know some of these team sports definitely have an asterisk and it's just disheartening to see uh especially the places with like no fans still mm-hmm. it's been cool to see the even you know what's crazy is that <laughs> The new Texas stadium at 25% is still 25,000 people. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's like insane to think about. But they let, I'm pretty sure they let 25,000 people into the Cotton Bowl for Texas OU, right? Yes. And that does not seat 100,000 people. No. So what was up with that? That was like in couldn't, Dallas proper. Couldn't tell you, man. I, I would have thought the Emperor Jenkins, as Michael likes to call him, <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Clay Jenkins would have had his hands all over that. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, maybe we're wrong on the amount of attendees but now i, I don't think you're wrong i'm pretty sure i heard that in news coverage you know yeah and i definitely saw the line because i went to golf the the morning of and i passed the exit to fair park and the stadium every Bonkers. single time i go yeah well it was heating up for sure i i got out there pretty early but hmm. not too early maybe 10 and the game was at 11 so i, yeah. I probably missed a lot of the fray to be honest with you got it um Hey, let's take a quick break. I'm getting a phone call. All right. Sorry about that. Money call. Money call B. Money talks. Money talks. Money walks. Chris Tucker. Money (laughs) talks, mother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks for that edited clip, B-Ren. Anyway. Dude, um, you know all that just ghetto, ghetto gangster rap that I dropped in the last episode? Yeah. So my dad calls me and he's like, yeah, so I listened to every single one of the songs. And I was like, you did not. (laughs) And then I went back and listened to them with the ears of my dad. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Does that mean they also checked out WAP? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You you love dropping that one, though. Well, I'm just You see uh, Megan Thee Stallion was on SNL. Yeah. Dude, with Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. Bill Burr's monologue just went in. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, did you see that Tory Lanez got charged? Yeah. I yeah. thought we just, dis- did we discuss that or did the show tweet that? I don't know. I think you, I think we tweeted it. Okay. Anyway, it's all becoming a blur, but yeah, he texted me that and I was like, Oh, that's great. Parentals. Like, I just think about it. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Fun beat. We're all at the beach. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like bend over, you know, <laughs> uh, actually that would be tame compared to what these songs are. Yeah. That's great. That's amazing. <laughs> I just exposed you to the, uh, the problem, uh, Freddie Gibbs, yes. uh, Snoop Dogg jam. That was a great record. Yeah, it's like a fun little mm-hmm. season anthem, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, so, I watched. I watched SNL. SNL has been getting panned, but I wanted to see you know the new weekend update for the season. Uh-huh. Um, and they've had Chris Rock and Bill Burr as the first two guests, so okay. that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, I think that Bill Burr's monologue was just hilarious. Okay. How are the sketches? Just not great. Okay. Not great. Um, Jim Carrey has been doing Joe Biden. 
Yeah, and I I like that. I okay. think that he's got I the smile and stuff. Like I thought that Woody Harrelson did a pretty good mm-hmm. Biden myself. Um but yeah, I guess that Jim Carrey is going to be the recurring okay. along with Maya Rudolph for uh Kamala. Yes. Got her. Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. I feel like you, they said that even Biden's been mispronouncing that oh, really? for forever, but um yeah, I thought he did a good job. Did you catch that sketch or? Uh, I I have only caught the monologue, which hit it. No, I I don't even remember which sketch we were talking about. Uh, no, Bill Burr's monologue. Oh, it was just yeah. it went in in mm-hmm. like an aggressive way that you know would be stereotypical of a, a stage show of his, but yeah. usually NBC Universal. Plus, reading it in the lens of like, have you finished Joseph's book? Not yet. I'm like three fourths done. So there's a section where he actually just lists all of the craziest um, edits or revisions or please, please fix, please see, you know, please Mm -hmm. use another word. Please try to find another way to say this X, Y, Z. And the examples are just so egregious, but they're from like NBC legal essentially and the ethics for the FCC. Right. And so the, the revisions that they have are crazy. And so when something slips through now, you're like, whoa, like <laughs> I'm, I love that they went with this premise. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's the last sacred area where you got to love that they just ridicule and make fun and yeah. poke fun of both sides. I agree. I mean, that's what comedy is, right? When we did last week's show, was the VP debate just going on? Um, it had, I think it was going it was on about while to we air, were, yeah. While we were uh, recording, right? Um, so the fly stole that show. <laughs> yes. Yo, did did you start to itch on top of your head <laughs> when you saw how long uh-huh. he didn't notice that for? Right. Yeah. Because um, I, yeah, I wear like hairspray like there. that. Yeah. You know, and I was like, dude, I would yeah. feel that. I feel His hair like. looked like a fly trap. You know, just get stuck. But um, I as far as the debate goes, I definitely thought it was much more uh i don't know it it was much better as a viewer watching those two debate rather than the two presidential candidates oh for sure yeah somebody tweeted that we were just seeing a preview of 2024 Mm. um i don't know I, i definitely think that uh biden gives it to kamala in 2024 if they win yeah which he's he's still up dramatically in the polls Um, we don't have to get all into that right this second, but I actually, there's early voting going on in Dallas and I, I found out my boss walks to work through Harwood and into victory park. Mm -hmm. And so he came in this morning and said, yeah, any Dallas County resident can go vote at the AAC globally, which is super convenient because I've been turned away from polling places before Mm -hmm. because they're like, Oh, you, you voted the school on McKinney, not, you know, the church on maple or whatever. And uh, so that that's been kind of annoying at times to remember like, okay, where do I vote? And like, I've been just getting text messages galore from all these candidates and Mm -hmm. it's so annoying. And um, so anybody with an ID can walk into the AAC right now, seven to seven, apparently and early vote. And he said that there was like a hundred stalls set up in there. I think he went at like seven or 8 a.m. and just breezed through. I tried to go at lunch today. It was kind of wild. Like, uh, I, I work close enough to the AAC that it's like a couple hundred yards block right. yep. essentially. So I walked to the North side of the building and 
I see my old friend Jordan Roberts, now Jordan Jardine, um, good old friend from like my early 20s, like the oh, wow. heyday. I hadn't seen her in forever. Um, she's since gotten married. She works at like a private, you know, venture capital firm mm-hmm. um, or whatever you would call it. And I would call it that. So it was it was cool to catch up with her for a quick second. And, you know, around that area, you know, I've seen athletes and people like that kind of, you know, just walking down the street. Yeah. So you're always kind of like eyes peeled. Didn't see anybody. The line was way longer than it was at 7 a.m. Apparently. So I had to like, OK, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. I walked back to the office and I look I sit down in the pod. I start to look at Instagram for a quick sec. And Mark Cuban was like right where I was standing. Oh, man. I missed him by probably 60 seconds. Wow. And he's literally like, yeah, early voting. Come on out at the AAC. And mm-hmm. I was, I've seen him in other places around yeah. Dallas. Like um, people have run into him at ETs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran into him at Katie Trail Ice House. Okay. Katie Trail Ice House has been fruitful for me because like we met Babe Laufenberg and um, Jason Garrett there one Dang. good Friday. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I've think, never been there. Oh, you haven't. Mm-mm. It's expanded dramatically. It's um it, it's hard to get in there. Okay. You really have to people camp that place out all day and reservations and but it's definitely been popping because they have such a great outdoors. Dude, it's like a slice of Austin and Dallas a little bit. You okay. should we'll go. We'll, I'm down. Okay. We'll do uh we'll do a show party there. Sounds good. Uh what were we talking about originally? Like um, SNL? Voting? Voting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll get in there and try to cast my ballot here in the next couple days since it's so accessible. that's great. I'm planning on Thursday. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Get out and exercise your vote. Mm -hmm. It's uh, amazing. There's a great docu-series on Netflix that I watched a couple episodes of on voting, just the history of it. Like, it's a really well put together docu series mm-hmm. and looks at voting from a bunch of different angles, and you know, it, it is rigged. Like the way that we've gerrymandered and the way that we've divvied up representation and how certain areas like D.C., Puerto Rico have zero representation yeah. in like the House or, or the Senate, and I don't know. It's like some of the balance of powers is definitely necessary and, and great and has kept us who we are. And others are like, this isn't, it's like we need it to where New York and LA don't determine the election. Right. But you know, we're, we're fools if we think that prioritizing North Dakota, <laughs> uh, like their viewpoints on social issues to the extent of, you know, the rest of the country mm-hmm. or something that seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, finding that balance, man. Like for me, obviously I come across as a more leftist, but I, I just, I like the healthy balance, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think most of us do. And it's time to recognize a third party in the system. Yeah. And one of the things in the docuseries is about, um, ranked candidate voting. Man, I keep seeing things uh, from Buttigieg, and like he, I feel like he's been making some great commentary and everything. Like, I wish he hadn't have dropped out. I wish that there were more than just two options, and I'll, you know, wish that we didn't have to just stick with the Republican Democratic uh, parties. 
Yeah, a lot of people think that the powers that be and big money really just kind of keep this system together and working for their own benefit. Um, and that's partially true. You know, that we're stuck with this kind of like neoliberal Democratic Party that, um, you know, you say that you wish Buttigieg had stayed in. I do too. And I wish Amy Klobuchar had stayed in. Mm -hmm. And I wish Warren had dropped out. Like the whole thing was an orchestrated coup. Yeah. You know, you right before Super Tuesday, you had Buttigieg and Klobuchar aligned behind Biden. Mm -hmm. He got, he won South Carolina. He got so many endorsements. And then you had Elizabeth Warren stay in which split Bernie's vote. Yep. So you have to almost wonder if she was in on it from the get and what been. she's going to get if he wins. Right. Cause that's the most telling thing is when they dole out all the know, positions. Cause ambassador to Fiji is on a lot of people's bucket lists. Mm -hmm. Go on. I'm just making the comment. Like they, they award people like specific donors get, you know, the best assignments like Newt yeah. Gingrich is his wife is the uh, ambassador to like the Vatican or, so, or oh, something wow. like that. Like it's like <laughs> a dream that. position, you know, yeah. it's like, do you want to hang out in Italy all day? All right. and, you know, come on Fox News via satellite. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a pretty cush job or no? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, and essentially I don't know this to be a fact, but I want to say that you're in you're in like a state embassy home. Like if you go, have you been to London? No. So they have embassy row there and it's super cool. Like all the country's flags are lined, but it's like living in a mini white house. Like okay. I'm not saying it's palatial. I think some are, mm -hmm. but I mean, you have, you're the president of that embassy yeah. and that relationship. So yes, it's kind of a, a, it's a cush job if you're in a country like Fiji where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, they're not big enough to threaten anybody. They're yeah. not threatening anybody. Yeah, they're you know, chilling. There's not even enough uh, economic they're, trade. They're that, just known for their water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make the best packaging for their water too. Yeah. I'm currently drinking a Fiji water. Oh, yep. Yeah, there it is. Um, Something about it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm saying. But the point being. I'd be that, their ambassador. Even if there's not, it, there's such an economic imbalance that you can't get mad at something, yeah. you know, like you're more likely to get mad at a partner that's vying for something competitively or at your equal. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Okay. So what, what were we talking about with Biden and um, we who was the person? I don't know. We got off on a tangent as far as like voting. Oh, I said Warren. that I'm voting on Thursday and then I talked about how I wish... Still wish there are more options, but it's, well, yeah. oh, and we talked about just um, third parties. Well, and there is another option. I don't understand what's going on with Yay. Where like, <laughs> didn't he get in trouble with the election commission for claiming to be running when he's not? But then he's revamped that in the last week. Yeah, he's posted vote for Yay, and somebody wrote his name on the ballot. And did no? Did you see the video? No. Oh, you. You've been in love all weekend, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, man. I was oh on my vacay. Goodness. Some R and R. When you haven't Some seen TLC. Kanye's Twitter, you've been lovey dovey in a B and B somewhere. That's right. What What'd she surprise you with? So we went to Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Staple. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous right place. on. Yeah, it was awesome. She planned the whole. I didn't even know where we we're going until about an hour out. Um, and yeah, so she got us a cabin there. 
um, had me do groceries. I got back. She had it all decorated and everything for our one year anniversary. And um, she planned a spa day with couples massages and in uh, Broken Bow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, or in the town right next to it, uh, Hotchatown. 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 Um, That's where my cousin's development is. Okay. And yeah, man, uh, they're big on Bigfoot over there. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, like all of their souvenirs were like Bigfoot related. I guess I missed that one. <laughs> Dude, they have a, <laughs> my favorite part was they had a gas station called Gasquatch. <laughs> uh, uh, they should license that. They probably make more money than selling gas there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, but yeah, all of their t-shirts and everything. Um, I got a shirt that was like Sasquatch and it was like hide and seek champion or something like that. <laughs> um, and then there was another one that said like, I was social uh, distancing before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's yeah. good. I, yeah. I like the timeliness of those. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, we did a day hike where, um, man, we were hiking for a couple hours, but the trails were just not marked very well. There weren't any trail maps. And so, we got to a point where we we're just like, we don't know when this trail is ending. Like, we don't know if there's another site to see. Early on in the on the trail, um, there was a nice uh, overview of the of the lake over there and everything. But um, as we kept hiking, we we're like, we don't know how much longer this goes. So we ended up circling back and um, hiked for about four and a half hours, five hours, and showered up, and then uh, turned on the Cowboys game right after halftime and saw. That's and, one way to ruin a romantic yeah, weekend. And tuned into Dak, um, messing up his 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 life, his little old foot there, <laughs> his little foot. Okay, yeah, messing up his uh, whole left right. side. Yeah, that dang right thing. side. Yeah. Anyway, um, awesome trip. Courtney did an awesome job. Felt super loved. It was nice. You know, her and I were both crashing with our parents for now, um, and we're both saving up money for a house and everything, and so. It's not often that we get to break away for extended periods of time and just enjoy each other's company. So that was really nice. Um, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I took yesterday off. We got back yesterday evening. And um, so I've been playing a little bit of catch up this week. Um, another reason that I'm glad that we could do this tonight since I have the stuff going on tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, tell me everything I need to know for the week because I've been out of touch. <laughs> right, yeah. Hit well, me up. Because the Kanye thing, so he put out a... Sorry if I'm diverting back to that too no, quickly I, or no, abruptly. I'm good. Um, you know, I don't like focusing on myself. So let's. Well, do. we're going to come back to it. Wow. Um, but going back to the Kanye thing, he released a very credible campaign video. Like it was downright inspirational. Was it? Yeah, it was like the spoken word about his agenda. And was it his spoken word? Yes. Like he, it, like it was a campaign ad. <laughs> okay. It. I know it sounds it's got to sound funny if you haven't seen it, but if you've just watched it, you're waiting for it to like turn weird or into some sort of weird artsy piece or he Mm -hmm. breaks into a rap for his new album or something. It doesn't like it ends and you're like, wow, does he state like what he wants to do? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do we need to pause this and have me listen to it? I'm sick of pausing this thing. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe, maybe. maybe. I I don't know. That's it's your call, but I can listen after. Yeah. Let's Um, just let's just wait. Okay, but I'll take your word for it. It's funny that you haven't seen that, and I'm trying to describe it because I, even I was. Did like he have skeptical. like a gospel choir going? No, but there was um, the, so there was a lot of like footage of everyday Americans doing very everyday things interstitched with him on. I don't remember if it's like an off color 
flag or i just feel like i'm ballooning out of this shirt right now <laughs> don't look at me looking like a poo bear out here oh! <laughs> just looking for that honey man um <laughs> and i don't have pants on <laughs> oh that's poo um what was i saying dude inspirational kanye video anyway look it up whatever yeah, you don't we'll care do. i mean but I, I mean he's he had tweets like removed because he had he misled or but it doesn't matter because he half-assed his whole campaign like it doesn't matter at this point what video he puts out like yeah. he is not going to win the election 100 percent. you're you're confirming why i'm bringing this up i'm confused because he flirted with it we had the conversation many podcasts ago it flickered out mm -hmm. and then now like right before the election i'm telling you that he's coming out with heat the last couple of days like real production quality videos for the campaign the url is back activated like mm -hmm. it's very strange and he keeps retweeting people that are writing him in and i feel like the powers that be on twitter and or the elections commission uh are gonna have another sit down with him really well he's just like he's just like off base like he tweeted this week um he was like hey uh joe rogan i'm ready to do the show I'm, i can't get a hold of you man I did see that. i'm in calabasas right now and i was like Dude, Joe doesn't live in Calabasas yeah, that anymore. Yeah, boy's in Texas. Like, how did you miss this? Like, were you under a rock for two months? I mean, he might have. He might have been. He was busy campaigning. He's gonna walk in and be like, yeah, in Wyoming, he's uh, gonna walk into Rogan's studio and be like, oh wow, like, uh, is this available on Spotify or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just dude. Out of the loop. Crazy. Yeah. So, best of luck to Kanye, man. Yeah, he's going to need it. Yeah. I don't this know. is the craziest album rollout yet. Yeah. <laughs> I love his augmented yeah. reality pieces. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's wild. 2020 is the craziest augmented reality ever. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, a it's real the craziest trip. year in our lifetime. It's got to be right. Yeah. Hands down. All all the crazy deaths, the wildfires, the pandemic, the presidential election, like I'm the list keep uh, remember we talked about murder hornets for a day, like um crazy stuff going on in the world, man. I DVR a bunch of news shows and sometimes I like to go back like just put it on, you know, backwards and go as many episodes back as I can and just pull up like the news from June 26 and then mm -hmm. March 15 and then January 15. And you just have to remind yourself that most of these trials and tribulations will pass. Yeah. This too shall pass. And even from a negative perspective, like today's media scandal or whatever you said or did Trump or whoever else mm -hmm. insert in the blank here. Um, here today, gone tomorrow, it, baby. Yeah. A hundred percent. That being said, what was I going to say? Oh, um, are you going to say something racist? Just to <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Shoot. Oh, yeah. Like I, I turned back to the news of, you know, February even, mm -hmm. and they're making the case for impeachment. And you're like, whoa, like, oh, again, yeah. impeachment was this year. Yeah. Like all of this was this year. Yeah. Crazy. It's just insane. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. Like that's that's why you got to get away to Broken Bow every once in a while, you know? That's, that's really true. Yeah. And I mean, like you unplug, 
in other Go- ways. Like golf. You, yeah, exactly. Golf was my do not disturb. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't look at a phone screen. I did not have AirPods in, made some friends. You didn't even know what happened to Dak, you know? No, and I, I needed that. Like, I explicitly needed some mm-hmm. PTO this weekend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just have to be super judicious with time and what you consume, really. Yeah, honestly. Got to gotta be able to unplug and not take in all the worries of the world because most of them are probably not going to affect us too much anyway. Yeah, we continue to dwell on them. So a lot of it's out of our hands. Just got to keep it moving. Yeah, a lot of it is... Take def- a bubble bath, you know? Definitely overhyped and baths for the win, Yeah, as they say. Yeah. Well, I don't know when I want to get into this, but I had a... Um, I had a bombshell over the weekend that just kind of further illustrates like we've talked about not to go all deep on you here. No, but, hit me. Um, no we've talked about what you're about to say inflection points in the show. Okay. Um, in life mm-hmm. and closings of chapters and opening of new ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recently it's just crescendoed like of my core inner crew. Um, obviously you being one, you used to live right across the street from me, basically. That I did. Uh, the only people remaining in like the greater uptown Oaklawn Turtle Creek area have been Michael and Shelly. Mm-hmm. And they have officially signed for their place in Frisco. Oh, snap. So they're gone. You know, Grizz and Checkers moved off to East Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, We're getting John married. We saw his invitations this week. Yeah, I te- he texted me today. Um, or we saw like the the documentation of like the pamphlet or whatever with mm-hmm. the groomsmen and all of that stuff. So that was becoming very real. Um, Sierra and Paul got engaged out in California. Congrats. That's awesome. I love that because I can finally tell the story that she's had her wedding venue booked since before her engagement (laughs) with, you know, he was there. I mean, when you know, you know, you know, and the last time that we spoke, I was like, well, Sierra, sweetheart, when are we going to get the ring to go along with this wedding invitation? I've already got it on my calendar. And, um, he ended up surprising her. She had an idea of when it was going to happen. And that was not the time, which is awesome. Further cements him as, you know, he's such a cool dude. Mm-hmm. He came to Dallas with her. Um, I Maybe before the pandemic. Maybe it was earlier this year. Mm. Um, and we forgot that he didn't know anyone. Yeah, like, yeah. he blended in so seamlessly. Love that. That it almost felt like that situation where, you know, that when... You're a friend of a friend is meeting everyone for the first mm-hmm. time. And it's like, let's see what this guy's yeah. about, you know? And then the other people that are more grandfathered in because they know three of your mm-hmm. eight people in the crew, right. you know what I mean? Like they're going to get more latitude. It felt like he knew six out of the eight mm-hmm. in terms of the latitude extended. Cause That's he great. just blended in. Love that guy. Super fun into golf, mm-hmm. um, business guy. And now he'll be part of the, extended friend family that's wonderful about a big old diamond ring super pumped for them yeah but going back to my original point that was another like reminder it was a nail in the coffin of your 20s and you're carefree like things used to be so simple where if you could pay for rent and car and you could be out (laughs) (laughs) all you had to you know 
I'll rewear yesterday's shirt, but I want to be out. Yeah. I'm 22 years old. Right. You know, like there's big shining lights out there. Mm -hmm. There's people to meet. That was it. You know, if you had enough margin to do that and kind of like squeak by at your job or do whatever, <laughs> like life was good. Yeah. And now everybody is getting married and mm -hmm. buying homes and all of this. So I woke up to the text, I guess this last Friday or Saturday mm -hmm. from Sierra that she was engaged and I had gotten hit up by our friend Heston for his wife, Chloe's birthday party on Saturday night mm. at their home over in Crowley, um, kind of South of the Metroplex. And so I was like, Oh, absolutely. I'll be there because I had recently missed his birthday gathering. Um, because it was on a Thursday, but I, I wanted to see them. I hadn't been out to the homestead in forever. So I was like, I'll absolutely be there. So I'm just like bopping around that afternoon, like getting excited, like, oh, it's going to be a birthday party. Like, woo, mm -hmm. tambourines, do a conga line. So I'm texting them, like, text me the address. Like, I'm headed to the liquor store. What does everyone need? And so, you know, I go over to Total Wine, get a bottle of Tito's and some tonic. And I'm rolling down there, like, blasting my music and excited and, I, first of all, I roll up and his home used to be surrounded by woods on like two or three sides. Mm -hmm. And now it's just a subdivision. <laughs> like there was just homes everywhere. And I was like, this is not normal. This yeah. isn't right. And so I'm kind of like thrown off. I walk in, I ring the doorbell. Chloe answers the door and I'm like, happy birthday. And I go to give her a hug. And she kind of like seemed a little preoccupied. Uh-huh. And she leans over her shoulder and she just screams like Heston. And I was like, goodness. I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm right here. Well, he darts around the corner, kind of eyes big and comes over to intercept me. And they kind of block me off from going into the rest of the party. Yeah. And she goes, we have something that we've been wanting to tell you. And we wanted to tell you in person. And then they point to the front entryway table. And there is a series of sonogram photos. Oh, snap. And I was like, well, I, I can't repeat what I said. I was just like, what the F? Like I said, for, for you, uh -huh. like who, wh what? I, I was so <laughs> bewildered and they were like, we're having a baby. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I just, you know, I was beside my, like, why I, was, is that, why is that so unbelievable? I was so shocked because, um, so I've, I've known Chloe for forever mm -hmm. since I was probably, I, I remember actually knowing who she was and her knowing who I was when I was probably 14 or 16. Her maiden name? Northrop. Northrop, right? Yes. Yeah. She taught one of my history classes at Southwestern. <laughs> you were there late, She was buddy. awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. No, she's totally cool. She always likes to make fun of me that um, we always like to say that we used to be related because... My uncle used to be married to her aunt. Oh, nice. <laughs> we both have different versions of why that ended. <laughs> like it's been a funny That's thing cool. between us as friends. Mm -hmm. And so she was a, a recruiter for Southwestern back in my church camp when I was still like in teen camp type deal. Yeah. Because she's a solid um, five years older than me. Got it. And um, so I'd known her for the last uh, 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. And I met Heston... Heston was my first like swallow friend because he was on the dino dig mm -hmm. uh, the summer prior to me starting at Southwestern. So I got to know him then we became friends 
And then it was shortly after that that he asked Chloe out on a date. And like, I'm, I remember her freaking out. Like, yeah. Heston invited me out on a date. And like, it was always really funny um, watching the two of them kind of get up and rolling. Yeah. But they've been together for 12, 13 years now. Okay. And they've been married for eight of them. And, you know, when a couple has been together for a significant period of time and they're still moving and shaking and like mm -hmm. they have a lot of goals and they're very flexible, like Heston flying across country like he's i've been in california with him i've been in colorado with him yeah. it's a weird relationship where you know when you have 12 years of bonding doing like very flexible adulty things like meet me over here meet me over there like let's invest in that like let's start that you start to rule out the thought of children um yeah. because it's not being discussed like i'm just describing my own yeah, yeah. mindset mm -hmm. And this is probably totally inappropriate. <laughs> but I'm like, what do we think about this? <laughs> but I'm explaining my state of shock. Right. Um, so, and they, they did not struck me as they, they definitely weren't like the basic couple. It's like, we got to have kids yesterday. You know, right. they, they just, I don't know how to say this without being rude. They're more intelligent than that. Like <laughs> I, they had more to give back prior to just, pooping out kids sure. like a lot of people <laughs> you know I feel you. much loved all those people um so anyway i'm just in shock and they go I, I look beyond them i'm hugging them i'm congratulating them i'm still in utter shock i look beyond them i'm seeing like grandparents i'm mm -hmm. seeing parents i'm seeing a lot of young children and i'm standing there with like a bottle of tito's <laughs> and i'm like oh like I'm sorry. Should I, am I in the wrong party mood? And they were like, yeah. no, no, come in. Like, let's get drinks. Like, mm -hmm. so I, I'm rolling around. There's a big like arch of balloons that I, I'm noticing a theme like, of bees. And about five minutes into the party, I realize it's not her birthday party. It's a gender reveal party. Oh, and all of these people, knew about this prior to coming over and they knew about it as her birthday party slash gender reveal, but mainly gender reveal. Yeah. I show up thinking it's going to be her birthday friends, party. all of like our age group, whatever. Um, and it turns out to be a gender reveal. So 25 minutes into me being there, they're cutting into a cake that's letting them know that they're having their little baby girl Aspen. Oh. And I'm still over here in shock. Like, I was supposed to go camping with Heston and do this <laughs> stuff. And now he's going to be a dad. And like, what the, <laughs> yeah. I just was in shock. Like almost yeah. like selfishly. Like I was like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm y'all's kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like you were supposed to play catch with me. Yeah, no, I, it sounds delusional. I know. Um, I'm only six years, his junior, but you know, he's got the, he's always like instructing me on, well, not instructing things, but like always been more set up. Sure. And grown up, like, you know, when I got to go to Red River and crash at, you know, his cabin, it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got firewood for a home that he doesn't live in all the time. Dude, I'd, I wouldn't have firewood at my main residence at the moment. <laughs> like, I don't have dish soap. Like, <laughs> True. I don't know. It's weird. to. So going back, like, shout out to them, first of all. Yeah, they're going to have awesome. Like. I told him this and I, I realized immediately that it sounded creepy because he is going to have a baby girl, but 
I was just so thrown off and I was like, I can't believe that the two of you are procreating. I was like, I, I can't wait to meet the adult version of your kid. Like, I want to see how this person is like how they turn out yeah and then it just sounded like i can't wait to see how hot your daughter is in 20 years and that's not a, what i meant at all um but i was just so tripped out i was like the fact that that in some ways i've not known and developed with people mm-hmm. to this degree like this many years and then just kind of i i don't know if it was written off in my mind or what the deal was but anyway congrats to them i'm yeah so tickled um i just was in shock it was a funny series of events that you know i'm literally clapping for (laughs) the fact that it's a girl yeah and 25 minutes earlier i'm thinking like you know oh we could we're gonna go do this or like like all all the possibilities of like the the cool thing about their relationship has always been that they can be very independent Mm -hmm. so you can go do things with both of them one of them you know they can go on their own trips and do their own pursuits at the same time Mm -hmm. And so from that perspective, it's always been cool because Heston's been a great friend at bridging, you know, single male friendships, like male relationships and carving out time to go golf or camp or do whatever, while also being a married man. Mm -hmm. You know how some married men are just like married, like, yeah, like how you are, basically, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, I'm here every Wednesday, buddy. You are. You're probably not available on the weekends like you used to be for your Um, West Side I'm available this weekend. What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. I'm dead serious. What do you want to do? No, I'm saying like, I'm saying you used to spend the weekend at my apartment in our 20s. You'd cross over 75. That is true. And basically Friday and Saturday night, like we were out, we were, we were having fun all weekend. Yeah. You know, that is true. So that's what I'm commenting on. And granted, that's going back a ways. You know, I haven't been having all weekend sleepovers with Mm -hmm. friends in years. (laughs) But since I stopped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In your 20s, like even when you're 27, 28, 29, that was you still have time to like recover that. And you're like also thinking about growing up and stuff. But when you're 30, like everything is setting in and I've just had this, like not not to make it all about me. I want to round this out here in a second, but, um, and get your perspective. But for me, all of my old stomping crew friends are getting hitched. They're Mm -hmm. getting married. They're having children. They're buying homes. All of this is occurring and I'm tickled to death about that. Um, but that coupled with, you know, the death of my grandparents Mm -hmm. and seeing what that does to your parents and settling into adult relationships with your siblings or in my case, sibling, my sister and your cousins and having those years where you recognize like, oh, I'm at the age where like, I'd be stepping up to host the holidays or, you know, it's not a guarantee that everyone is going to the old traditional me mom peepaw's house for Christmas. Like they have for 50 years. Mm -hmm. That stuff is dynamic. Those people die. There's rifts in families, Mm -hmm. just all of this stuff coupled with the hardest job I've ever done. Um, it just has me further growing up real quick. Right. And it, I'm tickled to death, but I'm also not remorseful, but, to watch the chapter of like your youth close a little bit mm-hmm. just because all the people that you really value and that have been around you and can tell that story and the people that could go out and be crazy with you in your twenties, but then are also, you know, 
maturing and developing into the people that are going to scale to be your friends in your thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. Um, to watch that chapter close, there's a little twinge in me, you know? Yeah. So how do you see that affecting, affecting you in your life? Like, do you, does this mean you're like, <laughs> you're going to start settling down or do you still chase like your own pursuit? Like, <laughs> Does it, careful with your words there well no does it is it just making you shift your goals a little bit or your your eyes on the prize like does it has it changed anything for you like seeing you know john and shelly getting married at the end of this month and um wow sorry john and sarah and then michael and shelly um, yeah and then you know heston having a having a baby girl i think it's just more like the domino effect of like these things continually occurring and Mm -hmm. you kind of like you look down the list and you're like oh wow i really don't have like a single male friend that is like in my top 10 contacts you know what i mean yeah um and there's nothing wrong with that either um it's just an interesting just an introspection yeah it's just the season of life and um yeah there's a lot of parts of adulthood that do suck Mm -hmm. you know like the buck stopping with you and um i don't know maybe you're maybe you're at a different point with this because you have some of the the luxuries of home um you know in terms of like fellowship and i don't know what i don't know how they cater to you when i lived at home in my like adult career Mm -hmm. those two times it was heavenly you know because like my mom like took care of me yeah. Not from like a laundry perspective or anything like that, but from a food perspective, mm-hmm. like they took care of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I need it, you know, my dad definitely would. Um, at, and the same token, like I'm, t- you know, on the days that Courtney's off, I'm hanging out with her and I'm getting dinner with her or I'm here and I'll get a late night snack on my way home. Um, or I'm helping out with basketball or soccer. So a lot of times, even though I'm living at home i won't get home until like after they're well asleep so um i don't know it, it's inter- like but if, if i ever need anything of course they'd help out and and be there yeah i think there's just maybe some reassurance there that isn't lended by living alone i couldn't picture not living alone either oh, um yeah. and to answer your question like i don't really want to get into the whole like relationship aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. of all of this stuff but what what you might dub as like relationship oriented activities mm-hmm. um or couple oriented activities like going to a, a freaking pumpkin patch or like a spa for the weekend in the mountains or yeah, bro. like all of that stuff is like very attractive like i'm trying to do those activities mm-hmm. i'm trying to play golf and then have a nice dinner i'm not interested in not eating all day and then going out till four o'clock in the morning and- yo I'll, I'll carve some pumpkins with you this week. <laughs> like I'm down. This isn't a cry for help. Be rad. I'm just commenting on. I'm just saying observ- I'm available. <laughs> you really are pumping the fact that what is she working all weekend? Yeah. Okay. So she's like to pay for broken bow and like to have this time off. I'm going to have to work mm-hmm. all weekend. So you're like, yeah, where's my next broken that's bow? My, that's my sugar mama. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> no, thanks for, uh, Thanks for reminding me of your romantic getaway to the mountains as I'm talking about. You're welcome, man. Watching everyone around me. Just trying to make it all appealing to you. <laughs> hey, it, it can be. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I mean, you have your luxuries too, though. Like, it, no, absolutely. 
there's there's many aspects of my situation that rock and totally <laughs> t- totally dwarf your situation. Sure. Like it's just it's yeah. just better. It's just more better. I mean, doubtful, but <laughs> um, <laughs> there's certain aspects. There's also many drawbacks. You, on the other hand, you have a lot of things that I would maybe aspire to want, mm-hmm. but you also have some things that I don't want with that either. That's fu- like, but I think I think we both have different personalities in that. Like, you, I don't know. I don't know. Here's one learning from my 20s to my 30s surrounding what we're talking about, but I can continue beating around the bush and not have to get too personal about love life in that situation, which I don't, I don't divulge on this podcast. (laughs) Someday, folks, I'll get them. (laughs) Someday, folks. I love the way you say folks. Like, the L is really in there, folks. Love that. Um, What was I? You're about to divulge something and beat around the bush i think that one of the major learnings that is super basic and you know i should have always known but hollywood makes you think like just a twinge happens and you just know like oh this is the one and like everything is just a feeling it's automatic it's christmas time Mm -hmm. i'm from the city she's from the country it's hallmark it's set up for you know the movie cuts Mm -hmm. after the kiss and it doesn't show them trying to load the dishwasher two weeks later yeah. and just deal with that, right. you know? And so I think that more than ever, I recognize that the things in life that you try to get good at, mm-hmm. you're more likely to get good at. And you have to prioritize things that you want because I think sometimes in relationships when I'm grinding on my career, I'm like, I can't, I can't talk. I can't talk even every day. Like I'm, I'm in another space and yet you always answer the phone for things that you prioritize. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately it's like the work of a relationship. I don't think that in some ways that has been as important to me as it will in the future. Mm -hmm. It's, it's becoming ever more important on the spectrum is what I'm saying. I get that. No, I, I think it's interesting that you bring up like the whole Hollywood, um, love at first sight or how do you know, um, right before we pressed play on this podcast, as you were telling me to turn off my phone, um, I was getting a text from a mutual friend who, you know, I won't divulge the name, but you know who it is. Um, I think I told you who it was. Um, but he's asking, you know, how I knew, uh, you know, that I, I felt the way about Courtney and that I knew she was the one because uh, he was finding himself in the relationship and he doesn't know if you should continue it or... Um, you know, call it quits just because there are certain uh, things in their upbringing, um, you know, like religion or different things like that, um, that he's concerned about. And it's not, you know, whenever you think about raising like a family and everything like that, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult if, if you aren't on the same page as, and not even just religion, just as far as like goals and aspirations and, um, all of that. And so I was basically telling them like, it wasn't something that really just clicked for me. It, it's, it's a decision that, you know, Courtney and I both made and that any couple or married, um, married couple decide is that they're going to choose each other day in and day out. It's, it's like a conglomeration of a bunch of reasons. Um, granted some people do quote unquote fall in love at first sight and they never look back and that's awesome. Um, but for me, like I, I've always been very intentional 
in the person that I date and, you know, I've ended relationships and I've been broken up with just because some of our values didn't align. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not that it's not always that fairy tale Disney thing. It's just a matter of two people coming together and deciding to be teammates through thick and thin and knowing that you have each other's back whenever the other's not in the room and, um, just making that conscious decision, you know? Yeah. And I think that I I've gained a new perspective on why they say to couple in certain likenesses of thought or like politics or religion or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to the, to the friend that may be struggling with some of those, um, it, it really comes down to like a values difference in an upbringing that it could be a perfectly good person that could be an atheist or a different religion mm -hmm. than you, or just, you know, a religious, you know, which a lot of people are, but it, the, the funny part is that in your mind, you might be thinking like, well, I'm not really practicing what I was doing as a kid, the way that right. I was brought up. So I don't have to go find that same religion per se, but then you go get with someone that's like on the polar end of that spectrum. And what you find is that the inner gags or jokes that you could be sharing mm -hmm. to a certain extent are not there, which there's value in, in branching out and having like differing points of view as Definitely. well. Like yeah. that, that can be very, I'm not saying find somebody who, who agrees with you on every no, single like, thing. It can be very horizon extending, uh, to be with somebody that didn't grow up in your bubble. Yeah. Um, but what I found is that sometimes the, it's not the religion that you were raised with. It's the image that you want to project based off of that cultural value upbringing or religious upbringing or whatever. Like maybe there's a certain portion of you that you're more clean cut because you were brought up in that environment. And if you get with somebody that's not, it, you know, how are they going to raise your kids? Like, are you going to come home and your eight year old has tattoos and piercings and all this stuff? And that's not how you're trying to roll. Not morals aside, like, you know, we're taking all of that stuff yeah, about yeah, yeah. independent thinking and living your free life. Like everybody should do what they want. I'm just saying like you should project what you want in life. And then the person that is on you with that, uh, on that journey with you, they're going to have to help you along mm -hmm. that way. Like, so you're going to have to help yourself. Right. So pick people that are aiming for your same target in a little, you know what I mean? Like, yep. so yeah, I don't believe there's that there's got to be some common out. Like, again, it, uh, Courtney and I, like we have different perspectives on things and we push each other to view things differently. However, I feel like we're like as far as, you know, job goals and what we want in the family and everything like that, like a lot of those values align. Um, so, again, like you don't have to agree on every single thing, but you want to <laughs> there's got to be some core commonalities there. Yeah. And you want to be a team that, you know doesn't match each other, but you're on the same page. It's yeah. like, you know, couples that are like, there's, there's varying levels of rude to very polite couples. Mm -hmm. And typically what you're going to see is like an enabler or somebody that doesn't say anything about one person's rude behavior. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's par for the course. And then on the other hand, you have like, you know, the other couple that's like no elbows on the table. They know exactly which knife to use. They're very prim and proper you got to match each other in certain ways and you got to have, mm -hmm. you know, similar values and projections of what the ideal life looks like. Cause as humans, we're always just trying to make more money, 
make that better, make a better life, give our kids a better life. Like we're always trying to optimize. Mm -hmm. And if that person isn't really helping you towards what your end goal is, your end state, then you're on your own. You know, it, it may not be a worthwhile pursuit. Yeah. I don't know. You're not, to me, that wouldn't seem like a, like an effective unit. You know, it seems like two people are coming together. They're hanging out, but you're like, you're doing your own. Like you're not growing towards something together, which I personally find valuable. That's such a key component. What you just said, growing towards something together. Yeah. And maybe that's what religion does for a lot of couples or family building in a religious setting is like there, there's a separate external third party goal. Maybe it's mm -hmm. Jesus or maybe it's wealth or status or retirement, yeah. like a certain level of flexibility and independence. Like, I mean, it can be like family traveling. You have to have a, something third party driving you rather than just like the, how you made me feel good today. Right. Cause that's going to that, be fleeting. Uh -huh. And there could be over the course of a life. If you're going to devote with somebody, there could be months on end that yeah. suck or something's off or wrong. And you need to bear through that right. based on that rationale. Yeah, uh, I remember reading uh, so, uh, a couple had like renewed their vows. Uh, I think it was like some celebrity couple, but it was posted and they were like talking about, yeah, we love each other. Um, and then, you know, we had that bad year, you know, uh, and whenever you look at it through the scope of things, it's like an actual like you could have 365 days of, you know, like having to push through it. And maybe that's not worth it to everyone, but whenever you truly love someone, like you have to recognize not every day is a walk in the park, you know? Yeah. And it, it's just, um, really prioritizing what's going to happen. And it's like, yeah, you might love that person, but is that person going to be the mother of your child in five years yeah. or the father of your child in five years? Or are they going to split a mortgage with you? Or like, let's get practical here. Like we're at an age where it's like, you know, it used to be just an even playing field based mm -hmm. on personality and like high school or collegiate status and like time and availability, yep. you know, who's got a car. Yeah. Like you could just deduct like who was going to get the girl mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. And I and think that the playing field has a, uh, it has more hierarchy now. Mm -hmm. Like there are girls that guys could get in college because everybody was an unproven quantity. Yeah. But now they got 10 years of your W2s to go through <laughs> to see if you're a proven quantity or not, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And yeah, you have to account for like us together. Can we afford the lifestyle that we're wanting? Like, are we going to be able to do a lot of those things, you know? Or am I the only person bringing home money? Um, am I going to have to support, you know, both of us? Am I the primary uh, financial support? Well, and one thing I've experienced and like thought of is, is this like a serious person that I could rely on? Like the whole, the whole like boys and girls thing aside, you know, um, gender roles and all of this stuff. Like, is this somebody that I could weigh huge decisions with mm -hmm. and they're going to give me advice that I would find from like a trusted advisor yep. with the personal lens attached to it. Like I don't want a delusional version of something or some love struck version of something and I also don't want somebody that doesn't see like the much larger grand scale of things. Yeah. Like what if you're with somebody that you're getting a job reload and it's going to pay you double and you know, their pottery 
businesses like kicking off with their Etsy sailors in the local area. Like you would hope that a, a rational person would be like, yeah, we need to move. Like if that's, if our goal is money here or to increase mm-hmm. whatever, that would be the logical thing. Yeah. Not every couple is like that. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of emotionally driven people that frankly are held back in their careers and their personal pursuits because they spend a lot of like downtime in relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and you know, some couples to make that work as well. It, totally. It, like it, it totally depends Th- there's on. There's a lot of like fat, happy, mm-hmm. apathetic people out there that don't want to um, be known. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are in like Hochatown, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Hochatown, Beaver's Bend, like mm-hmm. that. That was the number one tourist, like growing tourist area in America this last year. That's crazy. Like they're building a casino in Hojatown, another yeah, I, Choctaw or Windstar. Yeah, we passed a couple Choctaws. Dude, they have like three wineries within a, a one mile radius. They're, it's becoming like a bougier scene, actually. Yeah. yeah. On Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Like it's very um, like kind of country touristy. Um, yeah. But I mean, beautiful views like my, I, I would highly recommend, like if, if you love fishing and camping and stuff like they have some awesome campgrounds, um, they have people a great are super friendly state park. Yeah. Amazing state park. Yeah. We checked out Lake. the state park on the final day. Um, anyway, I'm not and I'm not throwing shade at any cabin you stayed in by any means. I don't mm-hmm. know. They have a lot of cabins and like they vary in mm-hmm. price point and, in you yes. know, amenities. Yeah. I mean, you can get some that are like really affordable that's not going to be the great in the greatest shape but they also have some that, that were immaculate i think that the reason why i'm like oh hochatown it's interesting hearing it through your lens where you're like all right you know <laughs> bail us bail a hay in my teeth yeah <laughs> straw of hay in my teeth um because my all i've heard is like my cousin's development status and like there's been a lot of rather affluent people that have mm-hmm. Uh, purchase lots there and like the the cabins that he competes with these cabins are going for between 500 and a thousand yeah. a night yes. on brbo yeah like it's it's insane yeah, it, yeah but there are some very nice i mean the one that we stayed in was good but i mean i'm talking like there are some that you could bring like a couple families and you'd be comfortable yeah. in there well the last cabin that he built i've i've talked about his wife's like scandinavian style mm-hmm. cabins in the past um, if you're interested in checking this out, it's crosslandinvestmentsllc.com. Nice. So cross C R O S S L A N D investments I N B E S T M E N T S dot no LLC.com. <laughs> we need to get a 14 address. Put that in the that. show notes. Uh, it's got all the availabilities and it's like a it's a an opportunity zone. Um so it's like a tax haven that you can invest in and so some people are going to be renting out cabins but they've sold this just beautiful uh plot of land and they're they're sold out and um they definitely like his latest cabin has a jacuzzi built into rocks on the deck overlooking the creek that's like so it's stuff like that that it's like whoa yeah I had a nice bath with a jacuzzi in our cabin all right sounds like you were set up pretty nice yeah it was pretty dope that's awesome. That's I'm glad that's what the doctor ordered. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, back to you know our uh, yeah I, our advice on love. I, no, I'm just 
we can wrap all that up with a bow and just yeah. say Carson is sad that he's having to grow up, you know, <laughs> but it could be the best thing that's ever happened to you. You know, everything is the best thing that's ever happened to me. There, love it. Every single blow and punch, <laughs> every licking. <laughs> I swear. It's only, like, it's only forced you to grow, man. I, it's been, I, I told somebody the other day, like I've never had an acrimonious, like just resignation where they're like, we wish Carson well, blow out the candle. Best of luck at your new firm, Carson. Like my first job out of school, I got sued. <laughs> By a pedophile <laughs> who's now in jail. Good. <laughs> like I started things off just cray cray. Yeah. And sometimes you wonder, like, am I addicted to the volatile nature of certain things? And would what would you say to that? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'd say yeah. I know you I'd are. say I hate it. Boy, but... you grew up on Nip Tuck and <laughs> Entourage. Like, <laughs> well, I wanted to be Christian Gray in a bad way because Kimber <laughs> is one bad chick yeah the the most she's the most gorgeous woman ever right we've talked about you remember when i told i was like female <laughs> listeners you got nothing <laughs> you doubling down no i'm not gonna go oh, there okay um <laughs> it's been a pretty i feel like i can hold my head high after the show <laughs> yeah i feel like the last one i was like my dad called me he's like you're kind of a butt <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> We heard from your dad. Oh, he, what? He had a, a doozy this uh, week. Okay, hit me with this, and then I got uh, I got something. He actually had he's had a couple solid yo mamas back to back to back. So today, two twenty eight p.m. Letting lunch settle in. Oh, nice. Doing Tuesday work. Your mama is so stupid that she came over to my house and shouted in my mailbox to leave me a voicemail. <laughs> That's dumb, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dad joke I, I hate right there. That I even chuckled at that. Um, so I have some news for you. Okay, we have another donor. All right, man. You keep bringing that money back to me. Yo, we're getting two new microphones. All right, courtesy of my mom, Kiki. Oh shoot! Yeah, your parents are just coming through in the paint. <laughs> Yeah, so um, she'll be uh, sending us the money to order uh, two new brand, uh, sorry, two brand new headphones or microphones. And uh, now we'll be able to maybe get some more guests on here every once in a while, uh, be able to live a little bit more comfortably. Thank you, Kiki. Yeah, so that's super awesome of her. Uh, wow. Yeah, my dad and Shelly tune in, my mom and Brian have been tuning in so them they're liking what they hear they want to get you my mom wants to get you over to austin and uh, go play golf with me and brian oh yeah well and, she's uh, trying to get me to expose you to yeah, the game right she sees the light she's she's up on golf and sports and uh -huh. like yeah yep. you need to i'm just a big advocate so i'm actually not not a fan of golf it's it's that um I'm not very good at it. And so I just need somebody to go with me who's going to be patient and not pissed off that, you know, they're having to spend all this time while I'm screwing up. Yeah, I had the same conversation with Michael recently. I invited him to go to the range or around or whatever. And he was like, uh, just, you know, I, I haven't shot in forever. Like, I'm, I'm going to do terrible. I don't want to hold you back. And it's like, well, 
you know, if we enter things with that mindset on an already busy day and mm-hmm. it's going to be a social round, like we'll figure it out. We'll do yeah. a best ball or yeah, well, you can't you can't screw it up that bad. You sure. know, it's already going to be slower pace of play. Not a big issue. Like there are certain rounds. Yes, I'd be livid, mm-hmm. you know, but those are rounds that I play alone or with certain people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, there's varying levels of seriousness. And that's the cool thing about golf is that some rounds can be purely mess around you yeah. know you could be making tiktoks with the golf cart and like now we're talking i mean i yo if when, we're if we're producing content for this podcast i'm i'm in dude like golf is, golf can be the most raucous thing in the world like guys are throwing clubs maybe that's what we're doing birdies are being made i remember I, as a junior golfer jake hanging off the side of the golf cart and there was like, I was driving it. We were on the car path. We were crossing over a bridge about to go onto the fairway on this par five. And there was a big lip where the grass met the concrete where I was going to vault us up onto the fairway. And uh, he sees it and he goes, Oh no, dude. And I see it and I gun it because I was like, let's see what happens. We were just, we were a mess back then. But uh, anyway, he, he launches airborne and I look <laughs> out and he is hurtling through the air as my cart is still oh, going. No. He is now like he's stretched out like a nosedive and he hits the fairway on his belly and continues to slide for like oh, another five no. yards next to the cart as it's moving. <laughs> and I'm just laughing. I'm just cackling and carrying on because it was so yeah. funny to watch him like slide. It was yeah. just like a commercial or something. Oh, that's great. And uh, man, he had. I think that was the first time he'd ever said the F word. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he was the last holdout. <laughs> and that's what got him. He was so mad at me. Oh. He popped up and I thought he was going to murder me. That's amazing. It was really funny. Shout out to Jake. <laughs> now we play much more serious yeah. rounds and he kicks my rear end every time. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to potentially getting destroyed by you. But uh, yeah, let's go to Austin and play with... Uh, Kiki and the gang. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank um, you. So thanks again, mom, for the yeah. donation. Appreciate you. We're steady re up and thanks yeah. to Yeah, we're we're upgrade we're making these upgrades, man. Right on. Yeah, we came to play. Well, I, I put the plug out to my people to go ahead and send money and support <laughs> however they could. And um they resounded resound they they responded resoundingly uh with nothing. Oh. Not <laughs> even an attempt. Actually, okay. I think my dad sent me an e-gift card to a coffee place that he doesn't go to. That's, but I think that I mean, was that's just beneficial. Random. I think that was random. That's okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, they provide feedback that I value. No, for sure. Yeah, honestly. It was supposed to be kind of a joke and a lighthearted moment, but I know. You uh just made me feel like crap. <laughs> like <laughs> Well, <laughs> we need like cue cards where I'm like dark humor ensuing, like go with it. <laughs> just getting back at you for last week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's my turn to be a butt. Deserve it. No, I'm just kidding. I think steering clear of politics mainly has left me with less areas to make myself a butt in. Oh, well, maybe that's the deal. That's the secret that's and the secret sauce. Not a whole lot of time to follow it either. Like we yeah. have a justice getting confirmed right now. Yes. I guess they're going to vote on that like imminently. I guess so. I thought that that was slated for like late October, but mm. I think it's happening sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what they're talking about when they talk about packing the court? Um, 
Hit me. Like historically, I think for the most part, there's always been nine justices that, Mm -hmm. you know, an odd number to break a tie. And that makes this pick crucial because it gives conservatives the definitive upper hand on the Supreme Court. or That's the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully they'd be interpreting the law in a certain constitutional way down the middle, but I guess everybody has their bent. Um, The conjecture is, is that if Trump gets this person, um, Amy Comey Barrett, something like that, um, if he gets her confirmed, but then Joe Biden wins the election, that he could just go ahead and add justices to the Supreme Court that for, I think the majority of its history or all of it, something like that, has enjoyed nine justices. So theoretically, he could just say, oh, well, now there's 11 and he puts two two liberal leaning justices on there. Why is no one ever, why doesn't the number change based on who's president just so they can add more of their party into it? Well, ultimately they're saying that if you pack the courts, like there's 11 this term, but then what if uh, Mike Pence gets elected in 2024 and then he adds three more and they're all conservative. And then we end up with like 500 Supreme court judges, but that could happen. Well, that's that's why they're asking Joe Biden if that's what he'll do if he's elected and this is the circumstances and he won't comment on it. Yeah. In fact, he got into some hot water by saying, um, I don't owe the voters any explanation on this. Like, mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, he, he won't speculate on that. They always just revert to the talking point of they shouldn't be confirming that person now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some. There's some parts where even Democrats have pointed to what they call like uh, utter contempt for the electorate that a Washington swamp person like Biden would employ. And certainly Kamala, um, you know, not really throwing shade by any means, no. just saying, saying what's being said. <laughs> <laughs> just These are the facts. But, you know. That maybe that'll be our only political call out for the week in that that is a like it's that a big deal. That's a consequential America changing historical thing that all of this is. But the next month is going to be really interesting. Yeah. It, and it not to play into hype news, but this stuff is a major consequence. Like if this woman gets on the Supreme Court, she could be there for 45 years. Mm hmm. You know, you and I will be close to dead in 45 years. Yes. So this can be generationally impacting, uh, you know, political affairs occurring. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't have much more to add, but I get what you're saying. I get your point. Well, what else? What else you got on your docket? Anything else to cover? For the yeah, week, you want? Um, I can hit you with one. Let me hit you with one good question. The the tots like it when you do this. I yeah. I was like, really? Because I hate it. It puts <laughs> me on the spot. But a lot of people like it when you just have these questions. Okay. Well, I have a couple queued up, but I'll just ask you one this week. Okay. All right. Um, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Oh, besides everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like something that like probably really does matter to you that you feel like always gets misinterpreted. Um, if anything. I mean, I, I think that there's probably a lot of examples of this. Um, 
and I don't know. I mean, there, there are moments in life where you have a conversation that doesn't go right or, you know, you're assessing a situation or something. And mm -hmm. I've literally had moments where I'm like, I don't even think you're seeing what I'm seeing. We're not seeing the same data. So how could we have a similar output or outlook? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. You can always come back to it. And I think a lot of that is like to identify that you have a certain mastery of self and a certain grounding of like, you know, and I'm, I'm not staunch in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm too much of a floating feather in the wind in terms of viewpoints or, I mean, I'm pretty staunch in certain viewpoints, but, um, there's, there's a lot of like room for error that I've created or, or made space for mm -hmm. in my head. And I don't necessarily assume that the way we've done it or the way I've been told to do it is the right way. And so I don't know. I think my own understanding of my own self is still evolving. If that yeah. makes sense. Sure. I mean, it should be, I think. And, and which of yourselves, <laughs> you know, cause there's, there can be multiple versions or hats that you wear. Like you have angry self and yeah. motivated self. And I, I have a different version of myself as soon as we hit end on this recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you should always be questioning yourself, especially, you know, we're talking about how we want to continue growing and, um, not staying stagnant and, and you know our career goals or just life aspirations and so if you're always changing and evolving it would be important to be introspective and and see and recognize things that are changing because some of the things that you're holding on to may not be crucial or maybe holding you back to whatever you're looking you know ahead to get to you know i think one of the big areas of misunderstanding is my outlook in terms of time and what this disagreement or concern or whatever is manifesting today really does to my long-term view mm -hmm. of how things are going or should be. And like I, I viewed my life when I'm looking, when I'm doing my projections, you know, like I'm looking at it from the perspective of like my own obituary and what is going to matter then and working backwards from that, like what's my next step? And I think that people that I've had uh, work relationships, romantic relationships, maybe the, the purview has been more temporal or mm -hmm. like immediate, like in the moment. And there's a lot to be said for that in many yeah. ways. And you need those moments. But, you know, sometimes if, if there's a big decision to be made and it's like, you're not looking at it from the obit though, mm -hmm. you know, you're, it, this path doesn't lead there where the lines that I want in the obit aren't supported by this decision. Yeah. And how can, how can you not see that? Like I've often viewed my own life as a narrative or a story that's unfolding and it'll be easy for me in certain ways to see the chapter, the next chapter for both of us, mm -hmm. even if our relationship is ending. Yeah. If, if, uh, if we're looking at your obituary, would you want it to contain more, accolades and like professional accomplishments 
or maybe like family, friends, uh, just some like more relational type information. Relational wealth. Yeah. Um, for a long time, it's been too heavily skewed in the riches and fame category. And, you know, I'll take full responsibility for that as a motivated, hungry 20 something. And I remain that person. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not here to like croak by. I could be very happy doing that as well. Yeah. Because um, I've not attained a high level of liquid um, richness. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm a run of the mill American. Um, as I get older, and that's part of my reflection going back to all the marriages and Chloe and Heston having a baby and like seeing everybody grow up is that increasingly you become more convicted that it is the relational wealth that will lend to the long-term happiness. Because mm -hmm. if you're alone and rich at 70, that could be a much worse existence than receiving a, a Medicare or whatever the assistance check and a pension check and living in, you know, your 2.5 bedroom house with your wife of 30 years, yeah. you know, like it, it, it's hard and you can't do everything from a risk analysis perspective. Cause I'm often worried like, okay, you invest in all this family and then what if they drive off a bridge and suddenly you, you know, mm -hmm. exposed and made yourself vulnerable and let people in and all of this stuff. And then now you're still alone. Sure. You know, I don't know. So are you the type that believes in like, it's better to not have loved at all than to have loved and lost? <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. And in the area of love, like sometimes the less, you know, the better it is. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sometimes the dumbest people are the ones that are the most madly in love. Cause they're like, I can't believe someone yeah. fell for me. You Ignorance know? is bliss, baby. The more, Listen, the more optionality you have, like the more depression you can have, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, and we were not created to have everything on, on call, like mm -hmm. Uber eats, Bumble, like yeah. all this stuff, like you can, all this knowledge, you can scrounge up interest from your desired party yeah. in a variety of forms. Yeah. I and mean, you can learn everything about a person before you ever say a word to them. Used to be, you had to see somebody to get to marry them yeah. or your parents arranged it. Now it's like, well, you know, I could see everybody, you know, like I want to see everybody within 50 miles or like yeah. within this networking event or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. And I think that, I don't know that it doesn't seem like a scalable thing. Mm -hmm. It yeah. doesn't seem like it's going to be a scalable thing. Even if you're like cavorting with beautiful women, you know, for the rest of your life, I think that that gets old for everybody. Mm-hmm for the most part. And you want to return to the bread and butter basics of that relational wealth, yeah. um, family. Yeah. I mean, there's comfort in ha coming home to somebody who like knows you, chooses you. Um, I don't know. Like, like you said, the shiny new toys, like that gets old after a while. Um, but it's nice, like having that person to come home to, I guess. Um, but back to what you were saying as far as, I don't know, like self-awareness and everything and like being self-aware and being introspective comes at a price. Um, you know, like I said, ignorance is bliss, but I feel like you can continue growing and evolving whenever you are more self-aware. But again, that 
that causes you to question a lot more. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Self-awareness can be great and a deterrent from, from some of these, you know, simple blissful relationships, maybe, mm -hmm. um, so can self-improvement, you know, what, what do these couples do that one is improving rapidly week over week, measuring results in these key areas. And the other person is not demonstrating, um, uh, discipline in those areas. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that could come to play there. Like one, one person gets super hot and the other person doesn't. And it's like a mismatch. And you know, it's like, well, you're not providing the temple for me that I am mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to take it to biblical terms, but the other portion is like, well, you've now developed a discipline and you understand like you have a respect level for that. And if your respect for the other person wanes, for instance, like that's not like things change and it, it can be just scary to make that final commitment. And yeah. I think that in a time of my life where I've definitely identified that I am not fully cooked, like I'm not going to stop here. Yeah. I do not want to continue to make this amount of money and work the, this amount of hours for the rest of my life. Like I want uh, a payday. Like I want to climb and mm -hmm. you know, that's a, a big driving force in my life. Right. And so I don't, sometimes like the self-assurance and like, Oh baby, you did a good job. And like some of that, I don't need to be hearing that right now yeah. in some ways. And it's a little masochist. Like sometimes you do need that, but you know, when you're really trying to be nuts and bolts about it and mm -hmm. get better, like Michael Jordan isn't calling and getting solace from people that are like, yeah, but you scored 45, Michael, if you didn't win the game, he was livid, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if you're trying to be, good at something, not even go, you know, just competitive and scaling and be the 11% of the country that is a millionaire or a billionaire, um, who just has a different set of options. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta have somebody that, you know, wakes you up instead of pat you on the back. Is that what you're saying? Like it's go time. Well, I mean, like, here's your coffee. Let's go. Yeah. Ideally the, the person that you're describing would be a great partner that, mm -hmm. you know, that would share the projections and goals that you're getting towards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other times, like I, I was told by Michael and I were talking F1 the other day and he was talking about Lewis Hamilton who won his 91st grand prix, mm -hmm. uh, this last weekend in Germany, which ties Michael Schumacher for the most, you know, F1 race wins of all time yeah. at 91. And he's like six time world champion or something crazy. Like, awesome, huge social media following, just a big global star. Mm -hmm. And he has apparently said, you know, having a family, having a wife, all of this stuff is like very important to me. I can't wait to get on that. Yeah. I will not be devoting time in that until I'm done doing this because this requires my focus and my attention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm still, I'm not, not dead yet. Yeah. Like this is a dangerous sport. I could still die. And with that uncertainty and all of this stuff and, flux like i'm gonna handle the bread basket of what i'll be known for in mm -hmm. life at least up until this point yeah prior to diving into that and in some ways i think that's been a thought in, in my head before like let's grind and like yeah. attain some level of prosperity that you could share 
with someone because mm-hmm. um, I I can't do too many things at once well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, so I know some people are like finding a partner and we'll grind together. We'll make it to the top in our perspective industries or careers or whatever they're looking for. Meanwhile, there are others that, you know, they want to go ahead and, and carve their path and see who's along that path once they get there. So maybe that's more of what you're saying is like, hey, I'm going to put my head down uh, for now and focus on this career. And then whenever I feel like I've achieved that, then maybe it's time to start, you know, looking around or. That's been a thought that's occurred to me. Yeah. Um, I don't really I have that. I don't have a huge game plan here, to be <laughs> yeah. honest with you. Like no, I, I'm really just focusing on the things that that matter. What I am commenting on back to your question is, you know, the obit should read more from like it'd be great to have like your accolades, but then like you, if you had a son or something like his accolade, like, you know, like you had good stock, you know, like there's, I don't know. It's really scary. And that's what I've been debating and wondering for the last maybe two years. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't like, I can't believe I just spill my guts to this, this listener base all the time. Um, but like, I don't know what happiness day to day will look like as a 70 year old Carson. Mm-hmm. Like, will I care if like there's two little scampering grandkids around or will I be happy if I'm uh, affluent? Maybe I have a wife and I have a standing golf date with the guys on the course that we live on, you know, a couple days a week, keep me busy. I'm still making investments. Maybe we're still doing this show yeah, of course. <laughs> from the golf course. Like, yeah. you know, that's, I'm describing what sounds like a really great existence. Sure. And, and yeah, like there's no one set way that you have to live your life. So like regardless of your friends or like, you know, what everybody else is doing, like you're still making moves on your own too. And I just want to acknowledge that and that like maybe you were feeling some type of way, you know, at this baby shower and everything, but like, <laughs> but I mean, you're making great strides on your own. It's not like you're staying stagnant. You have been climbing up the ladder and like you've been accomplishing goals and it may, it may not be the same as mine or Michael's Heston's like, but that doesn't matter because you're still, you're still going down that path that you want to, and you're still accomplishing things. And that's amazing. And like, you don't like, we don't have to follow the same format as our peers. Like we don't all have the same aspirations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's going to get where they're going at different rates. And I think that an undeniable thing, a lot of this just comes down to like, what is your stance on children and procreation? (laughs) Like, honestly, that's really because that dictates how 30 something year olds move. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're wanting some of that, maybe you have to make more imminent decisions. Mm -hmm. If you're not interested in that, well, then yeah. time is your friend, yeah, my like, friend. It's still recess. Like you, know? you could be 40 yeah. and just marry a 30 year old <laughs> or like whatever you want to do. Like, especially if you've grinded from 20 to 40 and you're sitting on stack of paper. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't want to come across as that cheap. But um, the point being, it comes down to do you want kids or not? And, you know, uh, the, the thing that I told Heston on Saturday night is that He'll never not know now, you know, like there's a, a, a level of experience 
this is not me saying that I want kids, but there are experiences that you have having a child that open your heart. I imagine like Mm -hmm. you, you develop a new dimension of love and capacity and fortitude and, um, you have a newfound reason to live. Yeah. Like your existence just intrinsically matters more now for that child. Like, you know, go with me here. I'm with you. I agree. I think that that makes a 6 a.m. wake up call for many guys easier because even when they're not always around to enjoy it, they see what they're equipping and providing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so the thing th- that you like, you have something to show or the thing that you can show for it is more tangible. Maybe we're not even talking scoreboard here. We're not even talking like obit accomplishments or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, there are the people that had children and there are the people that did not have children and the people that did not, that did have children. They've experienced something supernatural that the others haven't. It's another facet. It's another facet and layer of life that you either know about or you don't. And not knowing about it has so many perks, like more than having them half the time, you know, like, but from the experience perspective, it is interesting. And it was something that I told him again, I was tripping out. I was just so, I I was so blown away that this was occurring. So I was just like, you're, you're going to have that experience. Like mm-hmm. you're going to tell me, but like, that's crazy. You know, like it was a really return to basics moment in my head. Yeah. I love it, man. So shout out to them for <laughs> shocking the utter crap out of me this I week. I love that it. Shout it, out. Hester, it really, <laughs> it really reframed. Like it brought, brought some perspective and just introspection. Yeah. And it was just like, Whoa, because And part of it also is that I do respect both of them. Like they're both very learned. Like Mm -hmm. she has a PhD, you know? Um, So they're both very learned. They're both like adults, like real, real, real adults, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And they did something that I'd always thought was the coolest in that they spent all these years together first. Yeah. Like they got that out of the way. Like, that was one of the things about early twenties marriage that always scared me was like these people that wanted to have kids in their twenties or whatever. I was like, what about our 10 years together first? Mm -hmm. You know? So the fact that they did that and now they're going to have this experience, they'll have more means, they'll have more intelligence and, and experience with which to raise a more precision human. Like it's going to be interesting. And, um, so I'm, not not hating on it at no, all. I'm just more like reacting parents. to it. Like it was crazy to me and <laughs> they're doing it in a different way than I see a lot of people doing it. And that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I really, I dig that when sure. people do that. I agree. So I don't want kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, <laughs> we know you do. Yeah, I do. How, I, many, how many kids you want? Um, Three tops. But that is, that's like if. You know, we Goodness have the funds gracious. for it because I'm trying to live a, like I don't want to have to be, you know, working paycheck paycheck to paycheck, like trying to feed the kid. Like if we have enough funds to live comfortably and have three kids, awesome. If not, less. 
I feel like you want to make money to support children and I want to make enough money so that I can just like hire people to take care of me like my parents <laughs> and be like, you're my mage. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. We have different. I don't know. I can't wait to have kids, man. And I'll be honest, like I'm not that like I'm not going to wait 10 years to have like I'm not going to have kids when I'm 39, but that's just a personal preference um, in that like my knees already hurt. <laughs> like I want to be able to run around with my kids. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, keep us posted on that. You have yeah. many more of these uh, rendezvous to Broken Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. Well, uh, is that it? Yeah. Is, I, that, is that a wrap? I think so. I think we can. Uh, think we can put a stamp on this one. And what was this episode? Be proud of it. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. So, fun fact: if you listen to one episode a week from the beginning, it'll take you a year to finish this podcast. Yeah. So for all you first time listeners listening <laughs> to this one, you're in luck. Yeah. Um, let's plug the the new socials. Uh, go to weeklycatchuppodcast.com and sign up for the email. the email newsletter. We're up to 11 subscribers. So yeah. steady growing. Yeah. I mean, Just, we do have some plans for those emails. So uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to sell gonna them. Miss out. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to miss out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> there's a bunch of advertisers out there looking for this exact right. demographic yep. of Adventists, Adventists <laughs> and yeah. just assorted people throughout our lives. <laughs> right. We've get, been getting good listens though, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, uh, shout out Heston and Chloe. Congrats. We're so Congratulations. excited. Um, again, I want to go ahead and plug Karen Davis again. Yeah. Thank I, you, Karen. Um, thank you for the new artwork. You did an awesome job and, uh, appreciate that. It was nice to be able to plug somebody that actually like used the media kit that we're trying to generate yeah. and um, got engaged with their social too. Yes, like it that that's like a mutually beneficial exchange where she obviously has her thing going on, mm -hmm. really cool social presence. Yeah, and then was awesome to like, you know, kind of collab with Interact, on social yeah. media and like she was tagging. I saw on yeah. her Instagram, Instagram like, and Twitter. Yeah. So it was cool that like she provided a lot of value to us, mm -hmm. but seemingly maybe we provided an ounce of, you know, value to her. Yeah. I encourage any of you listeners, KarenDavis.com, check out her website. It's very cool. She, um, and one of her pages, like my playlist that I used to do for Spotify, like she did the artwork for that. And it's like in one of her pages at the top and, um, she's just incredibly talented. Uh, so again, check her out and, uh, who else do you have to plug or shout out? No one. Just appreciate all y'all. We love y'all. Thanks wanna, for... Uh, want to thank you again, Mom. Thank uh, you, Kiki. For the donation. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome. We're going to get some good gear with it. So, Yeah, every every dollar that we get in these donations just goes right back into the show. Yep. Um, you know, keeping, keeping the lights on, as they say. <laughs> that's right. So thanks for listening to our musings for another week. And yeah. thank you to Mr. B-Rad. And we will catch you up next week. Bye-bye.